Welcome back, friends. I'm John Eldridge, and I'm just delighted that you have stayed with us through these special Easter podcasts. Today is a very, very unique day. It is Saturday. It is the Jewish Sabbath, and all is quiet. The crowds have dispersed. His disciples have scattered. Joseph has laid the body of Jesus of Nazareth in a borrowed tomb. It seems like the end. His closest friends think it's the end. Let's pick up the story in Luke 23. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. And then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. It is Saturday. All is quiet. All has dispersed. What did Jesus do on this day? We know of Friday. We know of Sunday. But what of this day? What of Saturday? What is taking place in this apparent stillness and apparent silence? Let me read from the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come again to judge the quick and the dead. He descended into hell. This is a doctrine that has been proclaimed in the church from ancient times, and the texts upon which it is based are Ephesians chapter 4 and 1 Peter 3, among many others. But let me read Ephesians 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you also were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now, this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth? And then from 1 Peter 3, beginning in verse 18, for Christ died for sins once for all the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, 
but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. (laughs) Wait, what? What is Jesus doing on this Saturday? Eugene Peterson, in his translation, The Message, gives us 1 Peter 3 like this. That's what Christ did, definitely. Suffered because of other sins, the righteous one for the unrighteous ones. He went through it all, was put to death, and then made alive to bring us to God. He went and proclaimed God's salvation to earlier generations who ended up in the prison of judgment. It is a staggering thought. You must remember, as we read earlier, this is a man on fire. This is a man on a mission. His mission is the breaking of the gates of hell, the redemption of mankind. And what of David? What of Joseph? What of Daniel? What of Abraham? What of Adam and Eve? Does his redemption extend to them also? What is he doing on this Saturday? It is absolutely staggering. He descended into hell to lead a train of captives free. Listen, in Revelation 1, when John sees him in his vision, it says, When I saw him, I felt at his feet as though dead. And then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. <laughs> okay, we know this. We know that he now has the keys to death and Hades, and they once belonged to Satan. How did he get those keys? In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, there is an ancient homily that is read on this Holy Saturday. Today, a great silence reigns on earth, a great silence and a great stillness, a great silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh and he has raised up all who have slept ever since the world began. He has gone to search for Adam our first father, as for a lost sheep, greatly desiring to visit those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death, he has gone to free from sorrow Adam in his bonds and Eve captive with him, he who is both their God and the son of Eve. I am your God, who for your sake have become your son. I order you, O sleeper, to awake. I did not create you to be a prisoner in hell. Rise from the dead, for I am the life of the dead. And that is why in not only the Apostles' Creed, but the Athanasian Creed says this, Jesus Christ suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again on the third day from the dead. Christ, the great warrior king, who descends to hell, demands the keys from the evil one, leads a train of captives free. Permit me this from Beautiful Outlaw. The life of Jesus went as swift and straight as a thunderbolt, wrote Chesterton, almost in the manner of a military march, certainly in the manner of the quest of a hero moving to his achievement or his doom. 
and in the most beautiful turn of events, the hunted becomes the hunter indeed. As Jesus crucified descends into hell personally to demand the keys from Satan, what was that journey like? Far more than a twilight walk to a cottage, he faces a creature way more terrifying than anything you've met in your worst nightmares and makes him bend the knee. And then Jesus simply turns and walks back out again, leading a train of rescued captives with him. Holy Saturday, here, a day of stillness? Maybe. Maybe things are taking place behind the scenes that we don't quite fully see, but the scriptures allude to, and we see Jesus, the mighty warrior, being himself on this day. I'm John Eldridge, and you've been listening to a special set of podcasts for Easter. This is Saturday, and one more tomorrow for Resurrection Sunday.